I'm Alan Lytle, 91.3 WUKY News, where it is time for our award-winning history segment, Saving Stories with Dr. Doug Boyd from the Louis B. Nunn Center for Oral History in the UK Libraries. It is a segment where we feature interviews from the collection. Good day to you, Doug. It's good to be here. Now, Doug, we are heading into the big Juneteenth holiday weekend where we observe the official emancipation of African-American slaves at the end of the Civil War. And today we have an interview that highlights one family's legacy. Jim Embry was born in 1949 in Richmond, Kentucky, and he moved to Covington, Kentucky as a child. Embry graduated from the University of Kentucky in 1974, and he continues to live an amazing life of activism, engagement, and social change, beginning even as a small child attending protests. In one of our most recent interviews with Embry, he's asked about the long family tradition of activism and recalled many stories his mother told he and his brother about his family's past and their fight for equality. We had three great-great-granddads that fought in the Civil War. And again, part of that history, my mom would repeat often. One of the grandfathers was part of the 114th Regiment that kicked Lee's ass, excuse my English, and Virginia surrounded him and forced his surrender that'll then allow Grant to come in safely and agree on a surrender. And that regiment was outside the courthouse at Appomattox. The same regiment, as I've discovered now, was shipped out of, probably out of Virginia or Florida and was shipped to Texas to defeat the last remaining Confederate army stronghold that was in so far away from Texas. They sailed in there about 10,000 strong, marched in, had some skirmishes, Confederate army. It was in May. Black folk were cheering, white folk were upset. But their coming in there allowed General Granger to come in there in June, proclaimed, okay, you black folk are free, and we call now Juneteenth. But with 10,000 black troops coming in there, that created Juneteenth. So our grandfather was there. So I'm saying that that's part of our family culture. Later in the interview, Embry recalled the activism of his great-grandfather against segregation, which began as early as the 1930s when riding a bus to Richmond. Embry emphasized that the big moments in activism, such as the Rosa Parks incident, they germinate from earlier acts of defiance. Embry then talks at length in this interview about his mother, who was a key figure in CORE, the Congress of Racial Equality, in Covington, Kentucky. So when my mom, we moved to Covington in 59, and, and then we were kind of right, kind of at, at, at the somewhat of, of that cusp of the, like of the civil rights movement, mm-hmm. where things are much more in your face You've got more demonstrations, you've got, you know, uh, you know, like Emmett Till, and you've got all kinds of things happening, you know, legally, you've got the Supreme Court decision, and things are more heightened. And uh, so my mother, um, in 59, uh, uh, was kind of inspired to join in with CORE, contrary to equality. So yeah, so she became um, uh, the president of CORE in 59, Again, I'm sure she thought, in a way, I'm like with her role with her grandfather. She says, oh, okay, well, here we are. I'm the core president, and I was brought up as a 
young girl getting put off the bus. I've got two sons here. And um, so we're going to all go to the meetings. Okay, I'm the president, but we all going to go to the meetings. My dad was there. I was 10 years old. My brother was there. And all of us were, were listed in the core files as members. And that's kind of how I was uh, kind of like, say, brought into the movement mm -hmm. within core. That kind of experience, you know, then like a foundation for other work I've done mm -hmm. in the last, you know, 60 years. And what makes Jim Embry even more special from the Nunn Center's perspective is that we have an oral history interview in the archive conducted with Jim Embry in every single decade of his activism beginning in the 1970s. And anybody can hear them. They're available at KentuckyOralHistory.org. Doug Boyd from the Louis B. Nunn Center for Oral History in the UK Libraries has been our guest again on Saving Stories. Have a good one. Thanks for having me.